Hollywood's been churning out what they think the public wants for decades. The problem is a lot of it, the public has no interest in whatsoever. So what happens when the people get a voice in which films get produced? We're about to find out as Mogul Productions has launched the first decentralized film platform where holders of their tokens get to vote on which films get made. Today, we welcome Gorab Seth from Mogul to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia to discuss all things cinema, blockchain, and Mogul. So get ready for your close-up because this is episode number 539 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Hooray for Hollywood. Place where the casting couch has abused shit tons of women and men. <laughs> what a what a cesspool Hollywood, you know, probably has always been. I think it's only in recent years that all the nudge nudge wink wink that people knew was going on has been taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is a you know it's it's just a pool of just craziness that goes on over there right you got all these super rich people and then you the, a lot of them are narcissistic and you know a lot of a lot of even some so, sociopaths and some psychopathic people that crave fame and fortune and are willing to do whatever they want and then you got the people who have the power who can unlock that fame and fortune for people and then they're like okay well if you want to be to the top of this movie zip and you're like, whoa, 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 I don't, I don't want to be that famous. But a lot of people have, and they, mm-hmm. you know, so you got the shit balls like Harvey Weinstein and so many others like that mm-hmm. are, are quiet. And then you've got the pedophilia, but then you have the, the people that just love film and, right. you know, in earnest want to just produce quality entertainment, either, you know, to make people laugh or to make people think or to, you know, convert how people think. And that's, that's all great and admirable and a great use of film. And so as and I love, I love that. Like that's one of the things like back in the day, like whenever I went to the school, the university, it's like, I took all these classes like on acting and, and improv and acting. Because, you know, as I, I did stand up comedy for a long time, I've been on stage over 250 times around the world doing comedy over through the years. And it's like, I enjoy cracking jokes. It's like, I want, I wanted to be on SNL and it's just, you know, one side of that. And then I ended up, you know, getting, getting a girl pregnant and like, okay, I guess I'm going to go get a job. I guess, I'm not, <laughs> I guess I gotta pay some bills. Being uh, famous has got to be way overrated. Can you imagine not being able to walk down the street without somebody bothering you? I don't like to be bothered by people, you know, period. So mm-hmm. I would make the only time, the only time we experience that at this point is like marketing events or like crypto events, a little bit, like a little small dose where people are like, well, somebody knows your name. Like I've had, I've had instances like, I was like walking down the street in Amsterdam and this dude's like, Hey, Tra- Travis, right. And I was like, what? and part of it's because I wear my KC hat everywhere. And they're right. like, I'm identifiable. If you know who I am, you'll see me and you'll know Travis, right. Like what? How- this guy ran into somebody knew who the hell I was. That's crazy. It's, it, like, it happened in Australia. Damn it. it happened in, in several different places. And I'm not famous at all. We're just a little bit. We're like Z celebrities. About as low as you get. 
I don't know. You're kind of a big deal. And all of you listening are a big deal. Thanks for joining us for the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And Sir Lord Travis, why not tell all our citizens about Animoca Brands? Animoca Brands, everything they touch t- turns to gold. Dun, dun, dun. Animoca, they are revolutionizing the gaming industry with blockchain stuff, right? They got F1 Delta time. They uh, invested and purchased Quid, which we love. The Sandbox, hello. Everybody's talking about the metaverse these days. Crazy Defense Heroes. They have Gamey, G-A-M-E-E. They've just passed a ridiculous amount of new of users now. It's like a, r- a ridiculous amount. And there's a bunch of other stuff. So if you're a gamer, you're interested in knowing what Animoca Brands is up to, you got to go check them out. Animoca, A-N-I-M-O-C-A, Animoca Brands. And we are advisors for them because we love what they're doing. And my God, they're brilliant over there. And, uh, you know, a few months ago, we encountered Mogul Productions and uh, they had reached out to us and a lot of people want us to work with them. And we did a deeper dive into what they're doing. I'm like, you know, damn it, we've been talking about this decentralized film production. And now these guys are actually doing it. And yes, we'd be happy to be advisors with you and, and give us, give you our input on uh, what you're doing and uh, our marketing prowess and uh, come on the show and let's talk all about it. And that's what's happening today. Full disclosure, we are advisors with Mogul Productions and we're pleased to welcome Gorev Seth. So let's welcome him. Everybody give it up for Gorev. A couple months or so ago, we told you guys about Mogul Productions. We were invited to be advisors on this project. And after taking a closer look at what they were doing, it's a new way of financing the film industry. And we dig it. We had our buddy Rob Pryor on the show to talk about the um, the painting and NFT that was offered, the proof of destruction, because after the NFT was sold, they uh, they destroyed, they burned the original painting, making it truly an exclusive. And today we're going to learn about the platform itself with us. We have the co-chair of film finance with mogul, Mr. Gorev Seth. Good, sir. On your 15th cup of coffee. Welcome to Bad Crypto. I'm glad to be here. Great to meet you guys. You didn't deny internet. that it was your 15th cup. No, it's uh, it's. Probably third or fourth, but you know, I do double or triple shots, so it could be. <laughs> Maybe we need some coffee. Yeah. Know, we we just woke up here, you know, Puerto Rico lifestyles, like you know, we're we're just more uh, it's on the beach, <laughs> beach. So we'll wake up when we're good and ready. Uh, but anyway, we're glad that you're here and we're going to learn all about Mogul today. Before we jump down that rabbit hole, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, your favorite way to prepare chicken. Uh, yeah, so, so I've uh, I've loved the film industry. I've been kind of a fan and involved uh, since a young, really young age. Uh, before, you know, I was in school and everything. I was uh, I met, uh, you know, I took acting lessons when I was a kid and and ended up meeting a Rastafarian guy named Rasta Phil, who introduced me to the world of, of film finance. He uh, He's basically a childhood best friend of Mark Wahlberg. I think Rasta Phil is here right now. Rasta, is that you? <laughs> yeah, man, how you doing? Uh, I've just been hanging out with Gorov, man. We, we, we've been talking about filming. It's, uh, it's not, not to... He... he uh, <laughs> Not too dissimilar, but uh, I met this guy 
uh, when I was 15 and he kind of brought me around the film industry and fell into management and, and uh, did a little bit of film finance. And uh, I've been interested in ever since, uh, you know, went to school for corporate finance and accounting and all that less fun stuff and uh, became a banker monkey. So I was an investment banker for, for, uh, for about 12 years. That should be a song banker yeah. monkey. Banker Monk. I don't know what it, it maybe is it a rap song? Is it is it the, is it a, a Jamaican reggae song, man? I think no it could be a rap bank song. Bank a monkey. It- <laughs> he don't want to fund me. He the bank a monkey. Yeah, that's probably reggae. I got it. I feel that. It's it's on the Rasta vibe. That's yeah. Cool. Don't quit our day jobs. We're not gonna quit our day jobs, Gorov. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> You, you, you hammered that out way better than I could have. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, so, so it sounds like you had an interesting route. So, I mean, at age 15, you're like, damn, all right, I, I'm going to fund movies. I'm, I love movies. I like to watch them. I, I've done acting stuff. And then you went to school for finance. And and here you are with, with Mogul. And uh, and so Mogul, if you guys are not familiar with it, is, what, is it mogulproductions.com? Is that what the website? Yeah, that's it, mogulproductions.com. Yeah. So, so what is Mogul for those of you, those out there who maybe haven't heard about it and, and how is it, how is it, how's the crypto aspect of it and how is it impacting the film world? So, yeah. So Mogul is a, is a decentralized film financing uh, platform and NFT platform for the entertainment industry. Uh, You know, I've been following blockchain for uh, probably since 2017 and, uh, ended up meeting some of the team and, and a lot of what I was learning about blockchain, I thought could be applied for the film industry, right? Uh, you know, empowering fans, uh, transparency, tapping a global audience. And, uh, you know, a lot of the independent film financing space is broken. So, you know, being around the film industry for a long time, and one of the reasons I got into investment banking was to help raise money for film and, I was never really able to do that with uh, the types of clients we worked with just because it's, it's a bit of the wild west with the film industry. You have film financiers, producers running around trying to hit up wealthy, you know, wealthy guys, family offices, private investors. And, you know, they're like, I have a film and it has Anna Paquin and Ryan Reynolds and I need five million dollars. And uh, you'll make lots of money and you can come to the film premiere. And I've done all these films and these guys have cut a check and then the money disappears. And Anna Paquin is really like Anna, somebody else. And they don't really have Ryan Reynolds. They never met with him and the money disappears. And that happens all the time. And, it, you know, it's, it's hard to, to really get a proper viable uh, thesis for film when you have people running around like that in the independent space. And I think everything that is the blockchain helps to uh, create that added layer of transparency. So you can actually watch all the transactions you have a sense of accountability and you're actually giving power back to fans. So they're not, you know, make, you know, so producers or filmmakers aren't making decisions in a vacuum. Like they make a film first and then after they make the film, they'll go do a test audience to say, hey, is this good or not? Which is kind of backwards. It should be the other way around. How is there no accountability 
in the in the end of the filming industry for somebody to be like, oh yeah, we got Ronald Reynolds and we got those other guys and Anna Paquin and we got, give me the money and then they disappear and then there's no there's no repercussions to that and they just able to keep doing that. Like how, how does that? How come there's no accountability? Because it's because uh, the Hollywood's always been like this. You know, people have had this like romanticism with the film industry, right? And Hollywood. And people want access and it's not easy to get access. Like if you're a star, if you're a big name, your name itself can attract financing. Like, you, you know, if you're Mark Wahlberg, you don't have to go anywhere to, uh, you know, get financing. You know, if you attach Mark Wahlberg to a film that it's going to garner a certain amount of box office sales and, and viewers automatically. And a lot of the talent, the Ryan Reynolds of the world, so they don't need to like they can pick and choose which films they want to be attached to. So it's very hard to get access to these people. And, you know, if, if you have, uh, if you're a film producer with some film credits, it's very easy to, like, it's all smoke and mirrors, right? Like, how do you really know that this person's not attached? Like, you know, maybe Travis, your uncle uh, plays tennis with Ryan Reynolds and, you're saying, well, you know, you set up a phone call and you're like, yeah, my Ryan, you know, my uncle knows Ryan Reynolds. Like, we'll we'll, we'll make a film and he's going to star in it. And, you know, we can make it for five million bucks. And I have to just trust you. Like, there's there's no, you know, th there's nothing else. Kind I don't of know. My uncle's kind of shady. I don't know if you want to trust that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, we, and we call him Marky Mark here. He's not Mark Wahlberg. He is by his real name, Marky Mark. Just so you and, know. And bro. don't forget the Funky Bunch. It's true. That's right. It's nothing without the funky ones. You got to feel it, feel it. Okay. So <laughs> our understanding is that this is really um, a crowdfunding platform for film. Is that an accurate uh, depiction of, you know, what Mogul's trying to do with transparency? Yes and no. Yes. in that you're tapping like a global audience of crypto uh, and, you know, participants it's like all the token holders the stars token holders which is the native token for for mogul they uh essentially vote and choose the films they want to get made uh the difference is not only can they choose the films but they can also participate in the any revenue generated from the film so there's a a pool that uh that we basically funnel all the profits from from every film and that get uh that basically get funneled back to the token holders and uh you know there's we also provide access the other thing is if you're if you're a fan and you love movies and you want to be a part of the film uh process from financing all the way down to post-production and, and release well you can do that here you can be a mogul in a sense because you can earn rewards, get access to behind the scenes when uh, opportunities to like have lunch with the director or get a credit in the movie or a small part, uh, spend a day on set. A lot of the stuff that you can do here uh, is not unlike what a typical investor would get if he was financing the film, but instead of having to have 5 million bucks or 20 million bucks and be lucky or unlucky enough to meet a film producer, uh, you can get all that stuff through mogul, which is the really cool thing here. So basically, if you have enough of these stars, the tokens for the mogul productions, then you can participate 
pick and choose which projects you want to be involved in. Is that correct? Absolutely. The, the one thing is that we don't, we don't give an unfiltered, like we see tons of projects. So we'll get like dozens of scripts and, and film submissions every week. The problem is some of them don't even have a script, right? So we do need to filter them out uh, to a certain extent to say, okay, well, this film is not $200 million, right? And takes place in space. Like it has to be something that's actually feasible and something that can get made soon. So we'll, we'll filter all that stuff out and, and then and then let the fans decide from the films that make it to the showcase. I actually had a great uh, idea several years ago. So you remember, um, remember Waterboy with yeah. Adam Sandler? Bobby so, Boucher. If you remember that, if you remember that movie, he, he he was a big fan of Captain Insano. Captain Insano was he, he loved. So I, I always thought like since he didn't really, you know, he he, he did he did college football, but then he could have gone to wrestling school and become a wrestle guy. Because that's my, my brother, he's he's mentally handicapped and he calls he loves wrestling. He calls them wrestle guys. Yeah. So the movie would be called Wrestle Guy, and it would be Bobby Boucher going to wrestling school to become a wrestler. And and then over time he ends up becoming the champion of all of the WWE or whatever. He, he goes from Waterboy to the world wrestling champion. And then you got that one guy still out there. You can do it. Like you just yeah. like I just like that would have been such a great like next step for the water boy. And uh, I tried to get it. I tried to get it to Adam Sandler. And it was like a happy Madison productions or happy, whatever his thing is called. And, uh, and it couldn't get to anybody. Right. So it's like in a situation like this, I could take in that. Cause I, I, I wrote about, I don't know, two thirds of the script, you know, I don't know, a couple like a decade and a half ago, like sometime after water boy, man, this would have been hilarious. Like, but I couldn't get it to Adam Sandler, never got in front of him. You know, it's like, I'm from Missouri. There's no way for me to get that in front of him. But I just like, man, I just always think that would have just been a freaking hilarious. It would have been the next, the natural progression for the water boy. But I guess with mogul, there's a possibility where this could have gotten in front of him. Exactly. It's uh, and that's, that's the, one of the problems of the film industry is like everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that's connected to a celebrity. Very few people actually have access to these people. And it, you know, those gatekeepers filter out a lot of stuff. So, you know, if you're, if you have an idea for a film, it's not, it's going to be tough to get it. Like, it's kind of like a lottery ticket to, to get it out there. And here, it, you know, I'm sure, you know, you've heard about the entire Deadpool story around how that got made. Uh, but, you know, the fans, like there's power in numbers, right? And if people want to see something made, like if people want to see the water, like a sequel to the water boy, like, it'll get made, right? Because the fans, the ones that are actually going to consume the content are the ones going to be voting for it and, and participating. And now, you know, as a filmmaker, now I got 50 or a hundred thousand or 200,000 people that not only voted with their wallets, but actually followed this process from the beginning to end. And they're going to tell all their friends about it and create this network effect. And, and that's a really cool thing that, uh, that I love about this entire space. That's why I'm like super stoked about the film industry and, and, and trying to use mogul to disrupt it. So explain to us how the stars work. Cause that's your token, right? Yeah. So yeah, we have this token stars. It's built on the Ethereum blockchain and uh, you use uh, stars as, as the native in-app currency in, in mogulproductions.com. So you can, you can do a whole bunch of stuff with it. You can use it to, to vote for films 
And you know, every time you put up your tokens, you, you can actually win uh, uh, additional tokens by voting for films. There's uh, you know auctions. There's uh, rewards. Uh, you know, you can you can bid for experiences. So say if we had the Waterboy movie and, and that got selected and we got Adam Sandler, then maybe we can put an experience like you know go hang out at a water cooler with with Adam Sandler uh, and spend a day on set, and you could use your token to to do that. You know, or we could sell or you know give out uh, rewards from you know from the film. It could be memorabilia. It could be could be whatever. It's a complete blank slate, and the beauty is every time we have any of these films that uh, we select onto the showcase, we'll actually have a discussion with the people behind each film to say, well, what can you get for our community? Like, we need to make sure that we have full access and we get what the community uh, will value, and we want them to be active and participating in every single process. So. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that we need as a requirement. Like if the film is going to be made and we don't give any access, any rewards, anything to the community, then it doesn't really help us either. Right. So, so now you have people that are participating in the film industry, they're helping fund it. They have stars. And then there's this NFT, uh, component to what you guys are doing. Right. I remember it was a couple months ago, um, as, as Joel mentioned, Rob Pryor was on, was doing a thing with you guys. And that's how we actually met Rob was through Mogul. Great guy. Guy paints with two hands. Pretty awesome, dude. Crazy. And yeah. uh, unbelievable. And he sold an NFT for like thousand dollars over there, right? And then it was burned. Um, yeah. how, what are some of the other NFTs and, and, and how are you guys utilizing NFTs over there for the overall use and building of the mogul platform. It's, yeah, so we have uh, an NFT marketplace that's going to be launching probably in the next month or so, uh, sometime in September, and it's going to be fully functional and it actually fits into the entire narrative of, of film, right? So I know you guys are big fans of NFTs, and uh, you know I've listened to some of your podcasts, and uh, it, so I, you know it's pretty amazing. Like you have you know the entire digital collectible. Like when I was a kid, I used to collect hockey cards and. Uh, I used to collect DVDs and, you know, it was like, a, you know, it didn't matter that I could watch the movie. Like I, I wanted to have something and, and own it and having, uh, you know, that ability to take whatever we want from a film. Like it could be everything from like a poster to uh, action clips from within the film. It, it could be like, uh, you know, it could be a 30 second clip from the film. It could be a behind the scenes. It could be an autographed poster. Uh, so with like each of the films that we're putting onto our showcase, we want to use our NFT marketplace to be able to buy and sell and trade these, uh, these NFTs that we can mint. And, uh, it's going to be really cool. We're going to have like a Fiat gateway, our, uh, our NFT marketplace, uh, will we'll, we'll be basically compatible with all these other, uh, NFT marketplaces. So, you, you know, like. NBA Top Shots, for example, that marketplace is like their own private blockchain. You can only use it on their platform, whereas ours is compatible with everything. And, uh, you know, I, th I think it, it could be really valuable for, you know, not only our community, but the entire, you know, film space, artists, filmmakers, because, you know, 
it helps them to not only kind of monetize uh, like a different avenue for them, uh, but really connect with their fans. And a lot of stuff that wouldn't get made usually, uh, we can provide a platform, like short films, for example. Like it's hard to get a short film made if you want to make a 10 or 15 minute short film. But you could make a short film, you know, sell a limited edition run of NFTs, make 10 NFTs out of them and maybe build into the contract like a 15% royalty stream to the filmmaker. And if that filmmaker goes on and wins like an Academy Award or, or does something really high profile, the value of those, those uh, NFTs will, will appreciate and fans can own that and know that they were a part of not only his career, but that original project. And, and it helps, uh, it helps keep the lights on for a lot of these artists and creators when there's not a lot of stuff going on. So, so I want to ask about that. So you said, Hey, it's hard for 10 minute, you know, short films to get made. I mean, there was a whole industry, a whole thing called Quibi that was created in like 2018 that had millions and millions of dollars of funding. I think $150 million in funding or so actually they even know there's $150 million in advertising that they had sold and that thing went belly up. And so, and that was, that was launched by some of the, they raised, I don't know. They got, they got another $750 million. They raised, they raised so much money. And so, and these were big time Hollywood people, Katzenberg and, and Meg Whitman and a bunch of other people were involved on this thing and that thing failed. Right. And so what, what have you guys learned from that quibby, that quick bites, 10 minute episode things that they were doing and, and what your guys are doing to maybe fix that scenario? Because that didn't work. How is Mogul going to work? Well, I think there's a, there's a difference between the studio side and a lot of the big filmmakers. Some people don't know how to make 10 minute films. And when you, I don't want to say, if, if you bastardize something with all the advertisements and it kind of loses, you, you lose connection to the fans. I think here we're, we're giving a voice to people. And, it, you know, if you're a, like, you don't have to be A-list, right? If you're a, if you're a filmmaker or artist or musician or whoever, and you have a following on the internet, then you want to be able to connect with them. And social media has been one of these things where people have been, you know, connecting to their fans directly. Well, I think this is kind of one step further to that kind of, that uh, that pathway and you know given covid and the fact that all of us have been kind of living more in this metaverse like we're on the zoom right now and you know people look at their phones non-stop every day uh to be able to to connect directly to 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 your favorite artist and know that you're supporting a piece of their art without all the advertisements and all the corporatization uh, you're doing it directly with them through mogul and you know, you're supporting that person and you'll know their, their work, you know what they'll want. And, you know, going into like the telegram and talking to the fans, uh, the artists can, can really get a sense of what people want to see and what they, what, what they want uh, out of an NFT or out of a film and they can tailor it without having some type of intermediary. And I think what may not have worked for some of the people that have tried this before is as soon as you start bringing in these intermediaries to make it commercially viable, like somebody's got to pay for the website. Somebody's got to pay for the hosting. Somebody's got to pay for all the stuff. And that's where PNG comes in. That's where Unilever comes in. And now, now it's not about making, you know, the short film, it's 
getting product placement. It's trying to get, you know, selling banner ads and all this other crap, right? Where we're connecting directly between the fan and the artist. And I think that's, that's one of the you know, key things that I really love about this platform. Hollywood in the film industry has gotten a bad rap for a reason, right? There's a lot yeah. of shenanigans that have taken place in the movie industry and probably still do to this day in spite of, you know, a lot of productions being shut down because of COVID and all that. Maybe give us an inside view of what it's really like there in uh, Hollywood Hills. Yeah, I think yeah, everything that you've seen come out of Hollywood, I mean, it's been, I think one of the major things is, is asymmetry in power, right? You have a very select few people, whether they be studio heads or celebrities or big directors or producers, and they take advantage of people without that power. And, you know, what I heard once, which always resonated, is Hollywood is really comprised of two types of people. There's A-list and then everybody else. And because of this power asymmetry, people in these power positions take advantage of those that don't have this power. There's a, you know, it's a supply and demand. A lot of people want to be in the industry and there's very few people that can provide this platform. But ultimately it's the fans and it's the community that support the artists and creators and producers. They feed off of one another. And it's, it's kind of like the old feudal system of like kings and queens, right? We need to abolish that system. And, and I think being, you know, I spent time living in LA, you know, I've, I've spent uh, a lot of, a lot of years of my life being involved in, in the film industry. I used to manage, I've been working with an actor named Lyric Bent, Bent who's uh, a part of our advisory committee. And he, uh, you know, he, he's a, a great talent has been in a lot of stuff and I've seen stuff from both sides, you know, Producers or like directors taking advantages of young actors and actresses, producers with access to, uh, you know, being able to make movies, take advantage of people with money because they want to get involved. And, and I think that that power imbalance is something that 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 the blockchain blockchain and, and mogul uh, help kind of disrupt there. Because when you don't have when you give power back to people the way you know blockchain does then there that power imbalance doesn't exist anymore now everybody has an equal vo a voice so you know i think that's uh you know that's one of the key things that i think is broken about the film industry like there's you know if somebody hits you up to invest in a movie how do you know that movie's better than the next movie like you don't know you're just taking this guy's word for it and how are you going to do your research it's not like he's going to give you his like financials and show his track record and do you know this person's actually attached to the film like i don't know like you got to take his word for it you'll see a, you know you get an loi what does that mean uh does the movie actually even get made I mean, it might take three years to get made you know maybe it doesn't get made you know within budget and now you know maybe it doesn't get the people you know maybe the film changes completely like who knows right and and that's kind of one of the things that's broken so you know, I've always wanted to to make movies and finance them. It's just it's one of the things that I haven't been able to do myself. And you know, I I've been raising money for a living as a banker. Wow. Yeah. So you've you've had some interesting experience. And yeah, the the Hollywood space is 
an interesting place to navigate. As you said, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on over there. So with Mogul Productions, how are folks able to, to best get started? Like, so people are listening to the show and they're like, well, cool. I like movies. I maybe want to participate. How do folks participate in this whole system? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty easy. We have uh, mogulproductions.com. You can just check out the website and, and I encourage everybody to do their own homework. Like, you know, we've been audited. You know, we have a really great team that I'm proud of. Uh, no, you do our homework. We don't want to do any due diligence. We want to, we want people just to tell us what to buy so that we don't have to be responsible for our own money. Oh, that's that's I, I'd lo- <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, why I got involved is uh, I, I think the people behind it are a lot smarter than I am when it comes to the tech side. And I know the, the tech is solid and, you know, it's been audited and they have really great advisors. Like we have uh, Cindy Cowan, who's a, a Academy Award uh, and Emmy Award winning uh, actress or, or producer who's worked with some really great act- actors and actresses like some of the, you know, all the who's who. She's had a great career. Uh, so she's, you know, sh- she's on our team and opening uh, a lot of the doors that uh, that we have behind the scenes. We have Lyric, an actor that I've worked with for a long time, who's appeared in, in tons of films and, and TV shows. He's been like on The Affair. He's been, you know, he's in the Saw franchise films. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have some really great people. We have Paul Sparks. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he was one of the founders behind uh, Difference Capital that got bought by Mogo. He's on the board of Thunderbird Films. Uh, so we have some really great people behind the scenes there. And uh, uh, sorry, I digress. But to, if somebody wants to get onto the platform, you can get onto the website, uh, open up an account and, and check out the platform. We have like a showcase there. There's a place where you can uh, y- you know, vote on things. We'll have uh, we have a Telegram community where um, you know, people can uh, engage with uh, some of the mobile team. And the easiest way is to buy stars. Stars is our token that you need to be able to, to kind of work and, and kind of live in the, the mogul ecosystem. And, uh, you know, I think we're listed on a bunch of exchanges now. Uh, we're on uh, like Uniswap and ApeSwap, and, uh, you know, BitMart and a bunch of others. Are you on most awesome crypto exchange in the world.com though because that's that's the one everybody goes to well i need you guys to, to make some introductions would love to get on. the most <laughs> awesomest crypto exchange uh gorev thanks for coming on today and sharing with us again travis and i are acting as advisors acting acting as advisors for mogul productions we're uh that means we, we got are merely paid. thespians <laughs> master thespians acting mogulproductions.com is the website go check this out uh, the telegram is t.me forward slash mogul productions the team is very active and engaged and we are keeping our eyes on you for when uh, travis and i are ready to make our you know film debut or major production um you know we can fund it right there through Mogul. actually joel was in joel was in a movie recently that just that just went live it's yeah. true well it's not live yet it's uh, it was in uh, preview now he's got to shop it to um festivals and and the like very cool so i'm not a What's big it? star yet maybe one what, day 
What's yeah. it called? We, we should we should uh, we should get the name. We'll, we'll we'll promote it through our community. Oh, that's great! It's called the Impact Factor. And, the Impact uh, Factor. Yeah. So I think they're going in. They did. They just did a preview for uh, investors and you know early funders um, in Philadelphia this last weekend. I was not able to attend, uh, but uh, now I think they go into the final edit and then start shopping it around. Very cool. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll look forward to seeing it and. Uh, yeah, hit me up on Telegram if anybody has any questions. Like the team is accessible, and uh, you know I'm I'm really glad uh, I have you guys. Uh, you know, along with uh, the rest of us as uh, as part of the Mogul team and family, and uh, looking forward to, to putting out a lot of really cool things here for the community. Yeah, Joel even has his own IMDb page. Oh yeah, and conversely, I am a DB. <laughs> I have an IMDb because I appeared on the Daily Show once, and because I uh, produced my own internet reality show back in 2007, the Next Internet Millionaire. So oh, yeah? somehow uh, I've had my my day in the sun. It yeah. wasn't very bright. Was, yeah, I, I'm a douchebag, so that's good. Yeah, we figured <laughs> it out. I, <laughs> I have a these pretzels are making me thirsty. Line. I had one line in the first X Men film. It was uh it, it was my my version of these pretzels are making me thirsty. What what was the line? When was the last time you saw her? <laughs> Were you like a, a police officer? I was, so I was a mutant student with uh, my my mutant power is undefined. Oh. So uh, you never knew what it was. No, but uh you know, I, you made it up in your own mind, didn't you? You're like I, my power is it, it it, I mean, it, it depends. Uh, if I was out on dates, I could, you know, be creative with it. That's good. Yeah. My, my I, mutant I was, power is panty dropping. Oh, yeah. Very I nice. was almost Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, faster. <laughs> yeah, but just a little bit. His nails were longer, so they yeah. gave him the part. Almost. Almost. I was, I was sexier, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate the time, guys. So, Trav, if you look at mogulproductions.com now, they have rolled out the voting for uh, three films that are in the showcase and basically um, determining which of these films gets financed is up to those who are holding the stars tokens. And as of right now, there's three films in the running Terminal Station, Devil Row, and MR9, it looks like Terminal Station is winning pretty much by a landslide. But if you want to see what this is about, go to the website and look at the showcase and you can see the three films. Um, the winner will then be financed by Mogul. So it's up to the peoples which one is, is going to get shot. And um, I'm guessing it's going to be Terminal Station here with eight days left. Uh, at the time of this recording, fewer by the time you hear this. Maybe if you hear this in a couple of weeks, it's already happened. It's in the past. You missed it completely. I don't like any of these movies. I want them to remake the A-Team <laughs> or the Beverly Hillbillies or something. Like, well, well, come on. That's what you really do. That's real creativity. I pity the fool. I think they made the Beverly Hillbillies as a. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's my joke is that, come on. They, they It's like. Hollywood has lacked creativity for so long. They keep redoing everything. Actually, I got the A-Team van 
the one eighteenth version of the eighteen uh, the eighteen van, which is nice. It's sitting over there by. The I don't think they lack creativity. I think there's a ton of creative people. I think they lack balls. I think they lack the courage to make something new mm. that uh, that is untested. It takes you know courage to to shoot. But there's got to be. I mean, think how many scripts are out there. Right. And they they choose mm-hmm. from these scripts. Well, let's play it safe and let's make Shrek 10. You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> Fast and the Furious 47. Yeah, really? I think I saw one of those. I don't understand the appeal of those films at all, but whatever. To each I their own. Fast car. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Hey, this is another episode that we have gotten. Hey, you know what, folks? We're wanting people to tune in and give us a call because we want to have. We're enjoying chatting with uh, our fans. We want to hear from you. Uh, Hit us up. 708-885-9030. Tell us what you're thinking about, what you're liking. Is there some projects that you're interested in you want us to hear about? Something during the show that cracked you up or something that was really inspiring? Um, We are here in Puerto Rico now, and we're going to more and more events. Ran into somebody yesterday named Brian who said, dude, you and Joel are the reason I'm here in Puerto Rico. Like I tuned into your show back in the day, made some investments. And here I am. And I said, dude, call into the show. So he might be calling in one of these days. But uh, if we've impacted you somehow, you know, we like to hear about that because that inspires other people to maybe do to act. Right. Like a lot of people are sitting here learning about it and they're going through analysis paralysis without actually ever doing anything. But they're just hearing about it and learning about it unapplied knowledge is essentially worthless. You got to apply your knowledge in some ways, get out there and start stacking sats, not financial advice, but you know, get yourself going in the right direction, do research, find some projects that you like and make some investments in those. If you have the extra cash to do so, apply your knowledge, yo. And thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you all come join us in our community discord, badco.in forward slash hero. We'll be happy to see you there. A very friendly community of citizens here at the Republic of bad cryptopia. Oh, wait a second here. Whoa. It looks like the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill has passed Joel. Okay. They just came through the pipeline right now. It has passed. And uh, the crypto amendment is not, that was not approved. And so it looks like crypto is going to be uh, going to be going through some changes a little bit. Yeah, looks like we are going to uh, be seeing more stuff move uh, move offshore. Yeah, a lot more a lot of more stuff moving away from America. A lot of innovation leaving America in droves. There's the geniuses. They don't know anything about it, but they said we should tax the shit out of it. And guess what? People are going to move and leave because that's what they do. And, and the people with a lot of crypto that have the money aren't going to pay the taxes because they're going to be elsewhere. They're going to move. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who know how to stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. 
And for those who have stayed through, this uh, Easter egg is actually a piece of news. Ricardo Spagni, the former maintainer of privacy coin Monero, known as Fluffy Pony, was arrested in Nashville last week, um, extradited to South Africa to face fraud charges for crimes unrelated to crypto. This is something he did before he was ever dealing with crypto, but he is now behind bars. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. And apparently it was something to do with some company and some invoices. And he was creating allegedly creating invoices that were not real and directing the monies before. I don't know, just kind of a crazy thing. So fluffy pony um, is now somebody's uh, cellmate. Mm -hmm. Good luck, Ricardo. I mean, not that there's too many options. It could have been Gurav or go rave. Oh, I got a lot of when, when I go to Starbucks, I've gotten Borat, I've gotten Gareth, and all types of weird Borat. Stuff. How the hell do you get Borat out of that? I, I don't know. It's it's not that hard of a name, but very I don't know. Nice. So I'm calling you Borat now, though. That's what I'm calling <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. But, uh, a lot of people call me G, who can't say right. uh, Gorath. 